0: My next guest is award-winning, seriously, she's a winner. Listen to this list of awards, winner Best New Play 2015, winner Female Action Performer of the Year 2015, winner Best Actress 2016, winner Best Action Short 2015. She has also been nominated a bunch of times for a bunch of awards. This past year, in fact, her comedy series, Second Gen, was nominated for Best Comedy Series at the Canadian Screen Awards. Please welcome to the show actor, writer, director, producer, and kick ass martial artist Samantha Wan.
1: Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming.
0: Um You're a winner. Huh. How do you, what do your parents how do your parents feel about all this?
1: How do my parents feel yeah. about it? I, I think they feel pretty like excited i mean uh, th- uh more legitimized now yeah. because you know like my dad my dad was the one who was very like you're gonna be poor and on the street and not able to do anything yeah and then once i g- once i got into theater school and then you know had a show on television he was like oh okay you can do it now yeah. so he's pretty he's pretty proud and he actually came with me to the award ceremony oh, amazing yeah f- where i won best actress and i didn't know i was gonna win at the time so it's it a really exciting thing for him to be there that's awesome yeah
0: and and so I have to ask you this cuz if, if people didn't know they don't know who you are or they didn't know by your name maybe you're Asian. Yes, I'm Chinese Canadian. You're Chinese Canadian and so you're supposed to have been a, like a doctor a lawyer a Yeah, pro-
1: I think I think my family's more into like me being a doctor, a doctor. probably. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, what yeah, they yeah. Lean, lean towards. Maybe the, an accountant but I'm terrible with math sadly. I'm a bad Asian. So
0: now like you're 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 bad. <laughs> <laughs> But now you're an award winning Yeah actress and everything so make now, up for it So now everything is good. Yeah Um something I found out about you you are are you a esports gaming fan?
1: Oh <laughs> I am not my boyfriend is Okay Yeah yeah because we were just we were at um the Oh, no. Toronto Defiant. Y- yes. Yeah. Yes. We now, were did you Chinese go to event. L.A. for that? Well, yeah. So I was in L.A. for pilot season. Okay. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, th- there's so much to do there. And one of them is to go, go down and watch the eSports. <laughs> like m- my boyfriend is a huge, huge fan. Um, and like the arena is mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. I was super disappointed when he, when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited for our Toronto team. They're all Korean. <laughs> like he's like, oh yeah, none of them are from Toronto. No. I was like, oh, I, I didn't Not realize yet. <laughs> that yet. <laughs> but same with the uh, San Francisco was the same. We're like none of them are from San Francisco. I was like, oh okay. Yeah. People got really crazy there too. Like it is nuts, fans. isn't yeah. it? Yeah. We went to. Uh, it was Overwatch, by the way. Anyone who's wondering what we yeah, were, so yeah, Overwatch, we're doing? Overwatch
0: League. Yeah. Yes. We went to. So um, I went with a. Uh, I went with my boss to the first game of the year mm. so we weren't in la but they had this um this viewing party at real sports bar right outside the now Scotiabank bank arena ah. and they had rented the whole i don't know if you've ever been to this bar i haven't no it's huge uh they, they once i think their first year they won the espn sports bar uh, of, of the year or whatever it was um massive screens uh they had the whole place just for them and the fans were nuts yeah and it's all ages like you know it, there wasn't a, there wasn't maybe a half a dozen kids otherwise the your age my age yeah uh, there's a grown adults uh, yeah for yeah. sure
1: and people with like signs and like yeah. because we were in LA and we San Francisco was there and like people can drive from San Fran um, which I learned is called the Bay Area. You never call it's it that the Santa. Bay Area. Yeah, I'm like, oh, right, whatever, people. But they were like, people were like screaming, and we were probably the only two Canadians there. So we're like, woo, <laughs> by ourselves, <laughs> trying to cheer on our team that got annihilated.
0: Did they really?
1: They did so badly, man. We only like won like one game. I don't even know what to call it. Like, we only won once, though. And yeah. Yeah, because I we were supposed to meet up my friend after. I was like, Oh, we'll probably meet up at like ten at like eight thirty. I was like, Oh, we're gonna definitely meet you sooner. I think this is gonna be
0: over <laughs> fast. It's be over quick. Yeah, but not bad for a first year team. I think they've they've yeah. done better than a lot of people.
1: Yeah, and you know what? That's I right I was told that they were the favorite. Everyone like like oh. they were the favorite of Oops. that of yeah. that time. So like I I was told we had a great team and. uh yeah, I I don't know.
0: So did you buy a jersey and a and a cap or
1: I bought a I bought a pin for my friend. Did you
0: buy <laughs> I got a towel. I think I got like a Toronto fine rally towel.
1: Yeah, they've got like some they've got some cool memorabilia, but they didn't have as much for Toronto there unfortunately, so I was like maybe well, next year. Yeah. Maybe yeah, next when year. When but we I, did
0: you know that the weekend is a part owner of the no. team? Oh.
1: Yeah. Good investments. I think esports are like the next, the next big it's thing. It's growing. I mean, yeah. It's
0: growing. So, your boyfriend is, does he play a lot?
1: Yeah, he he does play like not competitively. Is he right
0: now in his mom's basement. <laughs> that's
1: what they say, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. We were also staying with. Um, I don't know if you know the show Fresh Off the Boat.
0: I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So we were staying with Hudson Yang. Um, that. The, he's the, like, lead kid there, and they all play Overwatch. So he, my boyfriend in Hudson would play Overwatch, and the okay. son, Skyler, would all play Overwatch. And I was like, what's happening?
0: Is your boyfriend an actor as well? No, he's, okay.
1: a, he's a VJ. Not like a much music VJ, okay. but like a video jockey. So he, like, if you go to concerts and stuff like that, and yeah. you, and they play, like, video in the background. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he designs that, and he runs it. He's a technician for no that, way. too. That yeah, That sounds so cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Which
0: concerts has he taken you to?
1: He, well... I was really lucky. He was working at Rebel for a while, so I got to go to all the things for... At Rebel? F- yeah, for free. I w- I got to go to Janelle Monet. Okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I
1: love her. Um, I went to a Kesha concert. He also, like, he VJ'd for, like, Dead Mouse when he oh was wow. there. Like a a, co- a, a, a bunch, like Carl Cox, like a whole bunch of... Nice. A whole bunch of people there. It was really cool. Oh, that's
0: so cool. Yeah, it was a cool deal. That is so neat. Um, how did you get started in this whole acting thing? Um... I kind of got into it when
1: i was young and uh and in middle school they did grease the musical and i was really into dancing and um playing the piano so i thought well acting would be the next thing yeah
0: that's okay
1: um
0: you're so popular, the phone is ringing <laughs> out the hook.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was like, my butt is <laughs> vibrating. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I played, I think, Jan in Greece, and then it was the Wizard of Oz after that. Yeah. And there were two Dorothy's and I was not the favorite. It scarred oh no. me for a very long time. <laughs> um, had a hard time singing somewhere over the rainbow. Um, but after that, I really loved it. Did all the theater I could in high school, and then oh, I went wow. to the National Theatre School of Canada after I graduated uh, high school.
0: So you like—is that when you figured that this is what I want to do? Is that yeah. middle school?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I figured it out. Well, I kind of—I liked it in middle school. Figured it out in high school that I wanted to do it, and then once I got into NTS, which is like kind of for those who don't know, it's kind of our Juilliard in Canada. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm—I'm I'm really gonna try. That yeah. was also when my dad was like, oh, maybe you're really going to try. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and in terms of, so when did, uh, I guess, writing and producing, when did those other things sort of come in?
1: Yeah, so that kind of happened after I graduated. Um, then they we have what you call the NTS Blues because you've been so busy, you... you are acting like six days a week, 12 mm. hours a day. And then you come out and you're like, here I am, world. And then you have nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone gets depressed for about a year. Yeah. So I hit that spot and was kind of like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? And felt like I was doing all these stereotype roles. Literally, my first audition was for a mail-order bride. and um,
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: no jokes. <laughs> and then a geisha. And uh, I didn't even think, that's the crazy thing is, I didn't even think there was anything wrong with that. When i was first starting out i didn't think about these stereotypes as being like anything i was like okay that's just what i go out for um and like it's so sad to me now that i have realized i'm like well we can play more than that Mm -hmm. and um i met my co-creator of second gen which is the show tv show we made um on a on a movie called the devil's mile so like a little horror film people can find um and we both were Japanese schoolgirls who got kidnapped and then locked in a trunk, a real trunk, because it was an indie movie. So <laughs> they just accidentally locked us in this car, um, and we're like, we need to do something else. <laughs> we need to, we need to, like, we need to maybe start making our own work. Yeah. Um, and from there, Amanda kind of wrote a draft of a pilot and I produced and directed it with um, Joseph Bryan, who was the director on that movie. Mm-hmm. We basically stole the crew from that movie. Okay. <laughs> and the DP, um, f- who, well, he was at first the camera guy and then he became the DP is also the DP of second gen and my DP for said master. We're just very good friends now. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So we made this, we made what we thought was a pilot and yeah. then I shopped it around at this, thing called the Banff World Media Festival mm-hmm. got it picked up by Don Ferguson Productions um, at the time CBC was interested and then long 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 story short someone left so did our project and then we met Rogers and they put us through development and then eventually production but that took like three years. Wow and, and so
0: that, that literally was your first stab Yeah. At the whole writing producing directing.
1: Yeah it was it was it was my first time doing it I I had no idea what it was. Um, You know, someone came up to me, and they're like, who do I talk to about crew and stuff? And I was, like, probably cutting up cheese for craft." And I was like, me? And they're like, so you're a producer? And I'm like, okay. (laughs) 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 Sure. Sure. Whatever whatever it takes to make it finished. Um, Yeah. And then, well, in between second gen, like, we started second gen, but it took so long. Like, development takes a long time Mm -hmm. that – I end up making another series called Sudden Master. That's my martial arts series. I made that for Omni Television for their first digital series. I made an, an entire series in the middle. And that, w- that really got my chops going for um, producing, and I also wrote that one as well.
0: Wow. You talked I- in, in there about these, um, these stereotypical roles. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when did it occur? Was, was it in that trunk? That you said, why are we doing, like, what, tell me, tell me about that. Was there an aha moment for you?
1: It's been a, sl- like, honestly, it's almost been like a slow thing in the way of, like, there's a part of me that was like, well, I'm just new. I'm just going out for, sure. I'm just going out for mail or to brides. It's completely normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it, I really just, at first it was like, I really just want to work. So let's make some, let's make some work. For ourselves but Mm -hmm. then when we first pitched the show we were told by we pitched at this competition we were told by the judges like oh no one's really interested in watching characters about you guys Um, maybe our pitch wasn't very good and that's fair but it was so specific about like us as it felt also specific about like our ethnicity Mm. Um, and and that kind of struck us quite strongly and that made me start to question like that made me really realize, like, oh, there's a real prejudice here a little bit of... Because mm. at first, you know, you're young. You're like, when you're young, you're like, ah, everything's possible. We don't, see, yeah. we don't see this darkness in the world. And then you're told, well, maybe people aren't interested in watching you. And then you're like, oh, maybe there is something there. And then, and then it really became a huge thing when we actually did get picked up. Lots of newp- newspapers picked us up as, like, two Asians. And I'd never thought about our show like that, Ever. Wow. I'd never thought about that. I never thought like, oh yeah, it's two Asians. It was just Amanda and I making the show, but it was it was such a headliner thing yeah. that there were two Asians in the show, and I realized I'm like, wow, that's true. There are no other than Kim's Convenience right now, which is we came out at the same time. Okay. We came out the exact same time as when as And when did Fresh
0: Off the Boat? I know that's American. But yeah, Fresh Off out? the
1: Boat probably came out a year before us. Okay. So it's, it's crazy because we were doing all this before it was cool to be Asian. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, I'm really I'm grateful to man. I'm like, wow, we, we jumped on this boat at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, yeah, but I didn't realize how much of a social thing it was until like the newspapers were really pushing that. They were like, whoa, this is a big deal. And I was like, it is it is and then as we started making it and as we also started getting pushback and certain things about ideas and culture and things like that and how realizing how much we represented I really realized how um, how important was and where certain glass ceilings are
0: did it make you more aware of other stereotypes or or did it make you more aware of wanting to um, for lack of a better term color your crew or color the the actors. Absolutely. Like, did, did, you, did you take a look? I want to make sure I'm diverse and.
1: Absolutely. I yeah. mean, that was always going to be a thing for us, just because our storyline is so naturally diverse. It's okay. about being second generation. Mm-hmm. So therefore, um, our main cast needs to be second generation something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mostly. So, it, and it's not just second generation Asian. It's you know African Canadian and. Um, sorry, I just burped for everyone who'd <laughs> yeah. like to know. Um, <laughs> Um, you should
0: at least burp out loud. I know. Like, give go. you some good sound
1: effects. Yeah, otherwise it's
0: <laughs> quiet and people. What, what happened? D- What's d- going d- on? Did he strangle her? <laughs> what just <laughs> happened? <No.
1: laughs> um, yeah, and that became a really big thing. Um, one of my one of my biggest regrets is we tried to get an Aboriginal or native native mm-hmm. uh, native character in, and um, we didn't succeed. And I'm, I'm very angry <laughs> about that. And it, it was so surprising how difficult it was in casting to get the diversity that we wanted. Our first round of casting, I w- we were like, we want all, like basically diversity. like yeah. That's what our show is about. And we still got a lot of Caucasian. And it was like pulling teeth to get mm-hmm. diverse actors out. And albeit a lot of them maybe weren't as experienced. And then we've got that chicken and the egg thing. Of like, okay, well, they're not going to send out Experienced diverse actors. Uh, uh Sorry, the diverse actors aren't experienced enough. But I'm at that point now. Where I'm like, that's total crap because I know enough diverse actors that I could hire enough people to mm-hmm. for my show. And that yeah. was like the lucky thing, right? Like we knew, we knew diverse actors already for the role, so there couldn't be any like, well, this show can't exist because there isn't anyone funny who's Asian. And that kind of became uh, also, I think, why like Amanda and I were also the leads, too. They're like, okay, well, we know, because they'd seen us in the pilot, that you guys have good chemistry and you can be funny.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but it became, yeah, it was a very strong thing. It was also a very strong thing for the director to be a person of color or female. Um, mm-hmm. We w- wanted either or. S- it's so sad that I couldn't get both. Yeah. Like, I can't get a female diverse showrunner yeah. or female diverse director at the time, because there's like only... I can think of only, like, maybe one or two right now. Mm. Female, diverse directors. In Canada. In Canada. In Canada. Mm. And that's the thing. They're like, it doesn't exist in Canada. Maybe in the States. Um, and I had to put my foot down, really, of, like, I want, I want, we ha- ended up getting Romeo Candido. He also directed Master* for me. Um, he's Filipino. And Amanda's Filipino.
0: So I was like, okay,
1: um, to be our director. But mm. it was a thing I had to stand up for. And I yeah. was surprised about that.
0: Where did you get the? Because, well, let me let me ask you. Let me let me back up a bit. So, by the time you graduated and second starting to create second gen, what what was that time frame like? How long was that?
1: Um, so probably the whole time frame of like from beginning to end is probably about four years. So, like let's say we uh, Amanda like, and that doesn't even count like when Amanda was writing
0: starting to to
1: um to like production
0: i guess production and what about before then like from graduating to starting second gen uh
1: graduating to like starting to make it was probably two years two years yeah
0: so after two years experience yeah you guys think to yourself yeah yeah, yeah, we can make our own show (laughs) like where do you where do you get the courage or the where you just bright-eyed and naive and say yeah i guess everyone does this like, so where did
1: you get that from yeah so naive <laughs> like now that i know what it takes You're to not make supposed one to do that yeah like i i was just everyone was making a web series and i had said mm. to Amanda, like i don't want to make a web series if we're gonna make something i want to make a tv series yeah and we just like shook hands i'm mean, like that's what we're doing and then other things might might be like oh yeah yeah it started as a web series but we always knew it was television so we never went after i think the biggest thing that people <laughs> maybe get lost in is they just want success but then like there are many ways you can have success with a project and sure. if if you're putting it if you're putting it online and you want like lots of views then there's lots of different then there's lots of different ways your content has to be like tailored so it's like clickbaity and so that it's short enough that someone wants to watch it and like yeah. It's almost impossible. It's impossible, and I say this now to anyone who thinks that they can make a web series and get enough views to interest a broadcaster. Broadcasters don't care if you have a million views. They don't care if you have two million views. That's nothing to them. Hmm. That's nothing to them. You're way better off to make a video, and if you are going to put it online, put it somewhere where you can't see the view count because they can immediately look at it and get turned off that you haven't had that many views. Okay. Um so on the
0: one side you don't want to get too little views. Yeah. But on the other side a million doesn't really m- So what are they looking for?
1: They're so most of the time where for people like they're either looking for like this crazy viral thing which like that's a whole other, whole other kettle of fish. It's really hard to make happen, so yeah. I just think that as an avenue, f- which most people think would be an avenue, is way harder than you think and probably not the best. Okay. Or they're just looking for great content, tha- content that would be good television. Mm. Just prove that you can make something. That yeah. was what people had seen about us, that we actually had made something. And we just put it on a Vimeo and like, and it wasn't really public for everyone to see, so they couldn't look at it and be like, "Ooh, you've only had like a
0: thousand people." So you watch had to it be protected by password, and if you want to watch it, here's the yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And so that's how we started. And I didn't; I just kept a really clear goal of like, what are we going to go make, and sh- screw the rest, hmm. which made it easier for where to put where to put our energy. That's in. really interesting.
0: Yeah, I like ask uh, asking uh, young actors and or actresses this question. Um, do you remember your first acting paid gig?
1: Yeah, it was The Devil's Mile. <laughs> it
0: okay, was that getting movie. locked in the trunk of a car. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was really lucky. The first thing I ever, b- the uh, first thing I ever booked was a uh, was like a pretty large principal role on, a m- on that movie. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna be in the movie theaters! It, but it was an indie movie. I didn't realize that. Still, <laughs> I'm so grateful. It was to an that A was movie
0: theater somewhere.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and we went to the Fantasia Film Festival, and I've like. I've seriously made so many good friends. Everyone on that on that I've worked again on something with. Wow! Um, but that was my that was my first paid gig.
0: Tell me about this whole positive reviews of a show and negative reviews of a show. Mm-hmm. When I was uh, sitting down last night, uh, you know, go, going through notes and um, you know learning more about your work, uh, I read somewhere that. Uh, in the Globe and Mail, there was a positive review, uh, and I don't know if this was the same day, mm-hmm. a, a negative review. Yeah. How do you, how do you deal with that, and how do you deal with the the barrage of stuff that would come to you just because um, you're Asian and you're female?
1: Yeah. Um, to be honest, I just don't read it. Okay. Um, like, they, I think everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I think, like, there, yeah, we had some, like, reviews, especially in the first season, that were, like, not as favorable, that I read some of it, and I was like, yeah, I, you know what? I agree with some of that. Like, I agree with certain thoughts that you have there. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Well, like, we'll take that into account um, in terms of trolling, like, internet trolling, which is, like, yeah. a big thing. And, like, I'll be, I'll tell you, like, Amanda and I, Um, Got some really like threatening emails from some people. Emails even. Yeah, emails because like we both have our own websites and stuff like that, and of people who were like really angry at us, um, or like didn't like what didn't like what we were doing. And I had to learn this the hard way with with sudden master. Luckily, I had had sudden master at first, um, where when I first released our first episode, we had a ton of trolls who were like this person sucks, terrible actor, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, whoa, this is like uncharacteristically like a large amount of people who were doing this. We li- we later figured out it was because we looked at the, co- the videos that were on there before. and It was totally different content. So it was an audience, totally wrong audience. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> on, for, on, on their YouTube channels. We're like, oh, that's where it came from. But it, it hurt me really badly. Mm-hmm. And I had a producer, Davin, a gal who had been on the internet longer than me and was like, just don't respond like you you want to you want to be like like you want to call them an asshole or you want to can I swear sorry (laughs) you want to call them an asshole you want to like you want to defend things but that just gives them more to fight back with Mm -hmm. that just that just entertains them so I just stopped if I see something I just I just ignore it I don't read any of the IMDb reviews. Um, I know some of my teammates have, and it stresses them out. And I'm like, for me, if I get to a place where I have enough people hating on me, that means that I've gotten to a place.
0: Like that's a good way to look at it.
1: Yeah, like if I'm if my project has gotten big enough that I have enough, like I have a group of people who hate it, I'm like, okay, then I've reached far enough. Like yeah. not far enough. I'd love to reach further, but <laughs> I've reached pretty far. Because you're not going to have anyone who, anyone who likes everything. And so I kind of take it, like, like, not like a badge, but a little bit. Like, like, oh, okay, great. We've reached far enough that there are people who hate us.
0: <laughs> wow, that's good. And so when you, when you got, and I know there's a bunch of stuff you've been mm-hmm. nominated for and, and other things that you've won, but when Second Gen was, uh, was nominated for Best Comedy Series, mm-hmm. um, like, what do you feel? Like, what, what does that mean to you?
1: Like so much (laughs) because, yeah, especially because it, I mean, the other, we're so small. Like I don't think people realize how small we are compared to the other shows that were nominated. We were nominated against Letterkenny, um, Schitt's Creek, and Working Moms. And Working Moms is also kind of small and creator driven, but still like we have the budget that most like catering has for other shows. And we made it, we People also don't realize when I've met other executives, especially when it's at NLA and I'm like, oh, I made the show. They kind of go like, okay, like, what do you mean you made it? I mean like, I mean like I freaking made it. Yeah. Like from the ground up, put put my savings into like a, a tiny pilot that I didn't even know what it was. Like that we that we did that. We didn't work with a big production company in the beginning to know that we made it to the CSAs to be nominated for Best Comedy, and there's only five. Five? Four. 4 nominations yeah. like it was really gratifying for the people who who said that uh no one was interested in watching
0: yeah. people like us. Didn't I, now you're going to go back to YouTube and
1: <laughs> Yeah, I just be like, look at this <laughs> bastards. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um uh, where did I want uh, kung fu, karate, yeah. martial arts? Yeah. Um actually specifically is it wing chun?
1: Wing Wing Chun, yeah.
0: How did you get started in martial arts?
1: It runs in my family. It's okay. An, it's a long, long time family tradition. Okay. Yeah. So, like S- everyone. So ever
0: since you were started to walk.
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't. So, Wayne Chan, you're actually not really supposed to or allowed to start until you're probably in your late teens. Okay. Um, mostly uh, two reasons. Uh, it's it's kind of boring to train. Like, okay. it's, it's it's very foundational and also very lethal. So, like, you don't want to teach a small child how to, like, really punch someone.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but everyone on my dad's side of the family, from his sisters to, to him, and he has, like, 13 siblings all learned it. My Gregor and father was a v- was a tr- like was a, a very big martial artist. I think he did Pray Mantis, though, instead. OK. And then my father introduced me. So to. That's a
0: thing. That's not just in the movie. Yeah, and
1: that's a thing. That's a style. That is wow. that's a full on Kung Fu style. Um, and like my and my aunts do like that fan fan martial arts and stuff like that. Jeez. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's like a it's a real thing. And uh, yeah, my Sifu is uh, Master Sunny Tang. Uh, he's he's in Scarborough and he Sunny Tang Martial Arts is he's he's huge in China too like mm. very well respected he oh has wow. he has schools all over Canada my father helped him s- like start with his first martial arts studio here
0: where in Scarborough is he
1: um, Chinatown area like Midland like he's around Midland okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, he actually if people Bruce Lee Bruce Lee originally started training in Wing Chun and Bruce Lee's teacher is Ip Man, if you like a good martial arts mo- movie, watch Donnie Yen in Ip Man. That's Bruce Lee's original teacher. Uh-huh. Um, in Hong Kong, my teacher used to live across the street from him and they he trained with Ip Man and Moya, which was his teacher. Wow. So he like truly know some stuff like full on like what you see in the movies m- wave martial arts way kind of living my
0: goodness yeah so has your boyfriend come to you like have you said mom dad uh you know your grandparents or your, have you introduced has he, he come over
1: yeah yeah
0: was <laughs> he scared did he
1: yeah that's
0: intimidating it yeah. isn't inti- <laughs> like honestly
1: it's more it's more when i introduced him to my kung fu family your, Like your
0: aunts are fanning themselves like,
1: oh, <laughs> yeah like i i introduced him to so um my family spread out all over the place um and then i have actually a caucasian stepmother who who raised me so mm-hmm. he was he was cool meeting her although yeah. i sometimes forget to tell people that she's caucasian and then they're like is this your mom? I'm like <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Literally, I think my last boyfriend, not the current one. I we'd been dating for a couple months. We were at the door, and I was like, "Oh, my mom's Caucasian," and he's like, "Oh," and then she opened the door, and she's like, "This tiny little lady from New Brunswick." <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, meeting my dad, he's super friendly. He, I don't think he even acknowledged him at first. Um, and then meeting my martial arts family, and when I say martial arts family, I don't mean like blood related, but the sure. people I train with,
0: wow. that's
1: the most intimidating because most of them are guys. Most of them are big. And most of them like yeah. can fight and they like they like to get their jollies of like, you better be good to her kind of thing. And they drive. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's scary. Yeah. That's I think it's much more scary for him in that way. Yeah, um, yeah I think our first banquet that we went to because my CFO was like a bunch of banquets that he has to go, go to. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend walked by and <laughs> one of the guys, one of the older Chinese men was like looked at him and was like, "Hmm, good looking man," and like walked. And there. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was he Was like okay, <laughs> approval. I was like, "Yeah, that's all you're gonna get."
0: Do you still train?
1: Yeah, I haven't. I haven't trained as much uh, this year, but it, yes, for sure. Yeah. It was like it was. V- it's it's a part of my life. I'm taking a bit of a break right now yeah. for personal things, but uh, yeah, it's nice. always gonna be a part of my
0: life. My son and I we just started karate. <gasps> really? In October.
1: Oh, and you're doing it together. Yeah.
0: So he's 13. Okay. Um, and it's just an amazing workout. Yeah. Such an amazing and workout. And it's good
1: discipline for kids. Yeah. It's really good discipline for, for the kids. I mean, they also teach um, um, wushu, which is if you ever see martial arts in a movie, it's wushu probably because okay. that's where all the fun kicks and spins ah. are. And they those ones, they'll teach the kids from like three years old yeah. up. And you see them just kicking and standing straight and being quiet, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's crazy! The discipline. It it's so, it's amazing. It's so much fun. In fact, after we're done here, I'm gonna head over to uh, to to the place, and uh, there's a there's a, a guest French instructor cool. that has come from Paris. That's so, so fun. Yeah. So, so how did
1: you find the school that you're going to now?
0: So it's a nearby home, but we had gone there. My fr- uh, my son's friend uh was in karate years ago still is uh and uh had a birthday party there oh. so him so there was like a dozen friends probably it was in the morning before it opened up for classes yeah and stuff so that's where we got exposed to this particular <sighs> school
1: that's such a good idea doing birthday party karate birthday parties yeah. to get people just to try it yeah
0: and and I needed to work out, mm-hmm. uh, and so I said, if 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 you do karate, I'll join you in karate. Mm. If not, then I'm going to go back to the Y.
1: Oh, you're a good dad. So you guys get to do the same class together.
0: Yeah. So he's old enough that we're in the same we're in the same yeah. class, and we're you know we where are we now? We're yellow advanced, advanced cool. yellow. I think. Cool. Yeah.
1: What's like the coolest thing that you've learned to do?
0: I don't. I think the coolest thing is just. Being able to see a change in myself mm-hmm. in terms of, um, you know, I've, I've gone to them in that gym and I've tried to work out and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you try to, you try to physically see differences. Mm-hmm. Um, but just going to karate once a week or two or three times a week, uh, you know, more definition in your legs. Um, I, am still a little bit chubby, but I can, I can <laughs> you don't see chubby at there's all, abs but. behind the fat now. Like <laughs> It used to be a rumor, but now they're actually there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I I, I enjoy the I, I just enjoy going, mm-hmm. and uh, and afterwards, just I I said oh, that was a great class.
1: Yeah, and th- it's nice to have like an application for something like something really to focus on rather than just you know physically making yourself stronger. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a whole body thing too. It like, is. like uh, in Asian, like is Japanese, but Chinese, Chinese, you know, kung fu is Chinese, but there's still like the, you know, this idea of chi, like this whole idea of like your whole your whole energy, like taking that into account as yeah. well. Like, is really empowering.
0: Yeah, I think so. It's re- and you've used it, mm-hmm. t- uh, t- in your career now.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, and actually the. Um, Alan Tang, who was my fight choreographer, mm-hmm. he, um, he's also the son of Sunny Tang, my Sifu. So he's, oh yeah, wow. so he, he was the fight choreographer on the, the show I made Sudden Master, S-U-D-D-E-N, because everyone's like, uh, what master? Sudden Master. Always practicing oh, your name to people. think it's a different word. <laughs> Yeah, and like always, pra- always practicing the name to, to people before you j- decide to name something, Yeah. word of advice. Um, yeah, he he's a like like three time world champion, Pan Am champion. Oh, my. martial artist. He trains all the all the kids who are like going to go to the Olympics, all the kids who go to the Pan Am. Mm-hmm. And he also did like fight. He's in Pacific Rim Resident Evil. He oh. he even like helped us he, Scott Pilgrim. He versus the world yeah. like he like even helped us like with that, some choreography from there that they didn't end up using for that movie. Like he's legit guy. That is fun. so cool. Yeah.
0: That is so cool. So you've done second gen. I think s- season two now. Yeah. Is 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 on? Mm-hmm. Uh, sudden master now. Sudden master was a dig- Is that a digital series? Yeah,
1: it's a web series. Okay, yeah, it's okay. a digital series. You can see it on the at our website www.suddenmaster.com. Com. It's still on the Omni website as well. Okay. And you can also watch second gen on the Omni website now
0: too. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, that's so cool. Um, I I wanted to to take a, a little detour here. Um, detour away. Detour. I don't know. Just <laughs> <laughs> I I'm very curious about the Canadian film and TV industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean we could talk here for hours, but I'm really curious about things like funding, like what gets oh, yeah. f- what gets funded, why do things get funded? Mm-hmm. Um. From from I guess that standpoint, like I don't know what we. You know what would you call you know something that comes from the Banff? um yeah you know is, is that is that public funds is that government money is that is that industry money so yeah. i'm really curious about this whole mm-hmm. you know where do you get funding mm-hmm. for for all of these things mm-hmm. um all the way down to you know doing an indiegogo or something like that
1: yeah sure i can even talk to that because i was also part of a uh crowdfunding company for a small amount of time oh, wow. <laughs> yeah so i'm like okay i know all the funding that way. Um, so in terms of, okay, so let's start with like top, right? Yeah. Broadcasters. <clears throat> broadcasters are given, so people always talk about Canada versus the U.S. U.S. has a lot of private funding. Canada has a lot of government funding. Mm. Um, and, and that's because we don't have studios, right? We don't have uh, Warner Brothers, you know, Universal, Fox, Sony. Um, so instead what happens is broadcasters are giving an envelope, that envelope has a certain amount of money that they are allocated um, by the government to spend on their on their shows. Um, I believe the envelope usually comes around; uh, it comes around the winter. Um, mm-hmm. Last time I remember this, um, and then they they allocate a certain amount of money to their shows. And then envelope money is important because it will trigger other funding. The worst part in Canada is no one wants to be the first one to say yes. So in so for Sudden Master, let's say, we got Omni to give us some envelope money. And therefore, then like the OMDC or the Bell fund will give you money based off a percentage of that money. Okay. So if you don't have an envelope if you don't have envelope money, then eighty percent of nothing is nothing.
0: And envelope money comes from the government, goes to a broadcaster
1: goes to a broadcaster uh, every okay. broadcaster gets um get and you can even look this up online to find out what broadcasters got how much money that okay. year um so that you can be like who has money who needs to give away money <laughs> and is <laughs> it like year. the big
0: state like the ctv get the most or cbc get the most because of the biggest yeah. C-
1: cbc always gets the most okay um for sure and then um yeah and then you have R- rogers and shaw Uh, like the Rogers Rogers is uh, so Rogers has Omni and City Um, and then Chorus has I can't remember you can you can look all all these things up globally yeah yeah yeah, Chorus is global global, yeah because private eyes is on global so yes I knew that one (laughs) Um, but yeah you can actually legitimately look up how much money they all all have so you know who who's and there's some tiny ones that you will never you have never heard of that also have envelope money that you can go for. Ah. There's like a Caribbean channel that does things. There's an Asian channel. If you speak Mandarin and they specifically only do Chinese content that you can go to. Um, so that's like how the main like that's how our main TV shows get funded. Okay. Um, is mostly envelope money, and then that envelope money triggers other money. Okay. Um, OMDC Bell fund. So you're not
0: getting like OMDC that. or Bell money if you don't get envelope money.
1: Most of the time, no. That's
0: weird. I've That's just
1: I know it's really hard. I've just heard from my producer friend though recently that a couple funds have changed where you don't need envelope money anymore
0: and that was your whole idea of no one wants to be the first. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. Still it's still very much like people people want other people to say yes. Mm-hmm. Say yes to the dress first. Yeah. Um the other thing if you're doing web IPF is like the big thing here. They'll give you a What hun- is IPF? So the Independent Production Fund. Okay. Um is huge if you're it's only in Canada. It's a big deal. You get $150,000 um to make make your web series it's a n- lengthy process the first pro the first time you just make a trailer and you put it up and then they people look the the judges look to see how um, how much they like it um, people sometimes think if you have the most views you'll get picked that's not true yeah. they're really looking for a wide diversity of content and also diversity of content across Canada okay Um. And then you go on to round two, and then you have to have a Bible and all of that stuff. But if you get it, you get $150,000, which is great to make your money. Um, Kajiko is another fund um, that they will help you fund the pilot. Most people are using the funding, so I think they give you a couple thousand to make the pilot of a web
0: series. Ah.
1: Specifically a pilot of a web series. And then most people do that and then use that pilot they made through logical funding to to go shop around to go shop around Yeah,
0: yeah
1: so that's big funding for web um tax credits are another big deal tax credits are very hard so people you probably hear here in canada where everyone's like oh tax credits canadians have tax credits don't get rid of them it's really important here because that is the other way so usually you get you know broadcaster money maybe omdc money and then you you fill in the rest with your tax credits. And tax credits mean that you get a percentage of your money back. So uh, at the time when I was making Sudden Master, though things have changed, unfortunately, you could get 40% of your labor back.
0: Mm. So if you hire Canadian labor.
1: Canadian labor, 40% mm. of it back. Um, But that's not the case anymore for most independent. They've changed the rules now, so you have to be like a bigger company.
0: I've seen it? even Marvel movies at the end.
1: Yeah, where they got
0: Canadians, and I go, what? S-
1: yeah, okay, so this is also why there was a big fight about this, because yeah. we used to have to have an 8 out of 10 point system, yeah. which meant that two out of the main keys could, um, were allowed to be non-Canadians, and you could still get tax credits. Yeah. And literally, tax credits, these are our taxes. We pay, we pay for this. Yeah. They changed it to 6 out of 10, which is a detriment to to our like creatives because 6 out of 10 means that four people, four head creatives don't have to be Canadian. Which usually means that the director, the writer, the lead actor and the producer could all be American and still call it a Canadian show.
0: Interesting. And take tax credit and money. T- yeah,
1: so that's why you're seeing Marvel movies and other things that you're like that's not Canadian. Yeah. It's because they it's because this 6 the out of 10 has gone down. Yeah, and the the government's the government's um, argument around that was that they're like they want more Marvel movies up here.
0: They want the big
1: They budgets. want these these big budget things up here. And I'll give it to them that yes, you get more big budget things up here and that helps our crew. That helps our crew and that does help like our like that that helps our crew. We have the greatest we have some amazing crew up here, but what it doesn't help is it doesn't foster our actual creatives. Uh-huh. So like no Canadian directors get hired, then no all the lead actors, the big lead actor Canadians, are now becoming the supporting actor Canadians, mm. right? And then the people who are playing supporting are now becoming principal. And now anyone who was trying to get in the game is screwed <laughs> because yeah. like, they're, all the big players are playing these small roles now. Mm. Um, so that's, that's tax credits. And you can, you can get them back, but you have to know that you have to do some bridge or they call gap financing. Because you don't get them back right away. Until the end, yeah. Yeah, it took me, it took me two years to get my tax credits back. What? So like you have to, if you're taking out a loan, be ready that it's going to be out for two two yeah. years, or find something else. Like that's that's a big thing. But uh, they're great. They're great. You just have to have. What them would
0: things. happen if the government decide, You know what? We're not going to finance this anymore. We're not going to finance films, TV shows. Uh, we're Nothing not gonna would get made in yeah.
1: Canada, okay. just because. Because we we don't have the private funding, we don't have Sony, we don't have Fox, we don't have all these things. We don't have HBO down here. You we would
0: have to leave. You would have to go y- down to LA or New you'd York. You'd have
1: to because we to do yeah because we don't have anything. We don't have anything that can provide funding to make anything up here. In that way because sadly and I hope we get over this Canadians don't like Canadian work (laughs) like we we just don't the a big difference between how actors get paid in the the States and how actors get paid in Canada is actors in the states often get a lot of residuals off their movies you know they get back end because they're they get paid however much money the Marvel movie is gonna make but Canadians don't we don't get we don't we don't do back end here (laughs) because our movies don't make as much money sure yeah and because of, and because of that, we don't have we don't have pr- we don't have big studios here, who, who who can take chances and fund things. So without government funding, without these tax credits, we don't we're sunk. We also just don't have the population. Yeah. We don't have the population of the states to yeah. support, to support to support the entertainment industry entirely on its own. Hmm. But it is one of the biggest industries that we have, especially in Toronto, um, for work. So I. I, I think we're really fortunate that, like, that we're continuing to fund the arts, and I think it's really important not to pull it because we, don't, we can't compare it to the U.S. in population numbers and in private studios. We just don't have it.
0: Hmm. I always knew that Jason Priestley was in this TV show, yeah. Private Eyes. What I didn't know is how unabashedly Canadian the show is. Yeah. Um, I watched I don't know if it was episode one of season two last night. Mm. And he's or someone's giving him money in his Canadian currency. And I'm like, wait, what, what? Yeah. And I was like, Whoa. And, and and you could tell that streets you go, that's somewhere. Could it be Toronto? I'm not sure, but
1: Yeah, it's like the producers are really proud of it being in Toronto. Yeah. Like they they full on want the CN Tower, Toronto signs, like almost every in the beginning, the first couple of seasons, almost every episode took place in a specific area of Toronto. Mm. So, like, when my character, uh, Zoe, I play Zoe Chow, was introduced to this to the series, it was all in the beaches. And we talked about it being in the beaches, and that yeah. was about the beaches. And then we talk about Chinatown. We talk about um, the Danforth. Like, we literally will say the Danforth, the beaches, and all these places. Like, they, they genuinely actually want to make Toronto a character now, which is a new thing in Canada. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Are you old enough to remember... Jason pre 90210
1: no, Yeah <laughs> um, I'm old enough to But um, I always say this I was growing up in, in China When I was young Yeah So I missed out on all the things all of, of, of <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> When I was that age um, but uh I have had many friends who are like, You're working <laughs> with
0: Jason Bracelet. So you're not fangirl you're not fangirling over him or anything. No,
1: no. N- no, but he's a great guy and and a good friend. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. yeah, yeah. good.
0: Yeah. That is good. Um You did I read somewhere you made an award winning play?
1: Yes, yeah I did. Um What what is that? Madam Mao? Madam Mao. It it so it it had a, it's had a couple runs now. Um It was a play about the Chinese Cultural Revolution, Mm -hmm. um, specifically about Mao Zedong, but more so about his wife, Jiang Qing, which um, she's like one of the most hated women in history. She shut down all art in China for eight years. Hmm. The only thing that you could watch in China were her eight model plays that she created. Okay. So it was a two-hander play between myself and Janet Lowe. Um, <coughs> directed by Severn Thompson and Paul Thompson, and the whole script was created out of improv in the beginning.
0: S- oh, wow.
1: Yeah, so basically um, Paul in the beginning would give us like tons and tons of books to read, and then we would come into into the studio, and he'd be like, all right, um, I want to see the interaction of the first time Jiang Qing meets the prison guard. Or the first time Zhang Qing calls the Red Guards, and we would improvise it, and we would just continuously do it until we found something. We took, took about four workshops to get to a real script. Then um, we did it at Summer Works, which is where we won Best New Play, Best Ensemble, Best Director, Best uh, Design, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we did it at the Tarragon, and then we also just did it in Boise, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> which is that's where you go. To that's do. where <laughs> you go to do a Chinese <laughs> cultural play. <laughs> um, it's a fascinating time, though, and a fascinating story, because uh, we were looking for like, basically, Janet was looking for a cr- a really strong Chinese Chinese role for a Chinese woman, and this woman like took over all of the media. She helped create this army of like teenagers called the Red Guard, over m- millions, millions of them, because. Um, when Mao Zedong took over, uh, he he took over from the nationalists and then he was enrolled and he was in a lot in favor. And then people kind of uh, he got a bit more paranoid again. He's like, we need a new army. Let's get the youth going. And like millions, wow. millions of teenagers walked on foot to come see him and joined up to become these Red Guards, and then they were encouraged to beat their professors. To, yeah, they were encouraged to kill all, so tons of Chinese history got lost um, because it was like kill the four olds, like old ideas, old traditions, old, I-, um, I can't remember, I don't know, it's been a while.
0: Old people?
1: Yeah, old people. Like basically Jeez. they were, you were, you were allowed to bring out your, your your professor and beat them just for being, just for being a teacher um you were encouraged to go against your family there we had one story and it kind of is in this in in this play we we kind of tweaked it a bit but a true story where a girl's father who was seen as a um like a radical like a person who wasn't with the communist party mm-hmm. fell down a well broke his leg and but when she went to help she went to go help him but everyone Knew like he's not he's against the party. So she left him there to die. Wow. And it's 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 a crazy time. And because Chinese people don't talk about their history much. We don't hear about it like the Holocaust. He uh, Mao Zedong killed more people than Hitler. But no one talks about it Hmm. like no one. No one in that generation. If you if you talk to anyone who's been through it, will talk about it because it's so horrible. And it's also just a cultural thing. No one talks about it. So, yeah, it's a crazy thing.
0: It is. You've done a lot, Samantha. <laughs> um, is there w- what? are you working on now? Anything new? You, you're you're not allowed to tell, but we can talk about it because, like, it's just my wife that listens to this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, we're starting the next season of Private Eyes uh, in th- this summer. Yeah. And the and the next season also, the season we shot last year comes out in May, end of May, May twenty-six. You can look it up. Um, and then, I, I don't know. I'm in this weird place where I'm like, do I want to make a feature film? Like, maybe... Look at that. Maybe that's what I want to do. Because I... W- of course you do, yeah. Yeah, well, I want... I really want to be a director. Yeah. I really love it. I also think there are not enough f- um, female directors. Like, a- like also Asian, like, diverse directors, mm-hmm. as I was saying. Couldn't find any before. Yeah. And it's a funny thing how uh, the trajectory of a director is totally new again like i, I co-directed part of second uh, an episode on second gen but that counts for nothing so it's like what do you do because television is a writer's medium film is a f- director's medium yeah so i'm thinking about thinking about a feature
0: that is so awesome thanks <laughs> listen congratulations on everything thank that you. you've done and i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing more of your work
1: yeah thank you so much i really
0: enjoyed this